Coming up on the Middle Class VO Podcast. So then my driver comes from the hotel to pick me up, and they're waiting outside of this terminal, and behind them is an Egyptian military jeep with a gun, with a gunner on it and lights flashing, and I'm like, well, okay, what's going on? They said, oh, military escort, military escort, part of service, part of service. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. Welcome to the Middle Class VO Podcast. Kevin Kilpatrick here in Nashville, Bobby Maxwell in Cincinnati, and we are pleased to have with us today from Europe, the one and only voice actor, voice actor coach, demo producer, and leader in the voiceover industry, J. Michael Collins. JMC, welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here, uh, especially having gotten to know you guys so well uh, a while back and the beautiful coastal region of France, and uh, now to see what you guys have accomplished together is um, its really heartening, and I'm, I'm proud to be on your show. Well, thanks so much. Is this our first international podcast, Kev? I think it is. It is, as a matter of fact. So that's exciting. That's a first. Wow. Um, we want to talk a little bit uh, about knowing your worth in VO with J. Michael Collins. Nobody better to talk about that than with JMC. And, and JMC, you know, we call this the Middle Class VO Podcast. I've talked about this before. Middle class to uh, me and Bobby both is kind of a state of mind. It, it, we feel like if we always kind of consider ourselves in the middle, we will never stop reaching. Middle means different things to uh, different people. That could be, you know, upper five figures. It could be middle six figures middle seven figures even so it it, to us it's a state of mind i did want to ask you though knowing your worth in vo what does that phrase mean to you oh within the realm of voiceover in general yes sir yes sir um I, i i when i hear that in voiceover i think of people who are um kind of in that upper five to low six figures, I would say is the, you know, middle class of the voiceover industry. And, uh, the interesting thing is, you know, I think it's a great title for a podcast because I think that in 2020, the biggest trend in the industry, and this has been a trend for some time, which I think will only continue to accelerate is that this is probably the only industry where the middle class is growing at the expense of the 1%. And I think you guys hit it right on the nose with with the way that you're describing and targeting here, because the the future of this industry are middle class voice actors. Uh, they're the ones who are, who, are, who are growing and who are inheriting more of the pie as it becomes more diffuse and more widespread. You know, even during COVID, um, I, I was surprised how many voice talents stayed busy which is mm-hmm. a great thing for all of us. It's been it's really been interesting that anybody I was talking you guys know Brad Highland I think. I was talking with mm-hmm. Brad earlier yeah. about this that um, anybody I know who's had any who just has any kind of a toehold in the business at, at the moment when this started has actually had a, a really solid run unless they were very heavily tied into the Hollywood side, which obviously took a, a bit of a hit. But um, but everybody else has had a had a pretty good run. The newbies are having a little bit of a tougher time right now because uh, I think there's a bit of a flight to quality and clients are going with the people that they know. But as things start to open back up, I think that'll that'll even back out. But uh, yeah, it's 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 um, 
it's remarkable because I had a little panic attack when all this all started. This was the first time in 25 years where I think I felt like I couldn't see the chessboard and I didn't know what was going to happen. And then, bang, I had <laughs> wow. three of the best months of my career. So it's, um, you know, in, in a time where there are 40 million people unemployed, I don't think we want to be too too cavalier and, you know, and, and chest thumping about that. But it's uh, it says something about our industry that it just continues to be so resilient. It does. Um, and, and that leads to my question. Um, diversification has a lot to do that, with that. And if anybody, J. Michael, you are well diversified. Some might even say you're a droid. <laughs> my friend Chris and I said, when does he sleep? <laughs> sleep is for the dead. Oh, no. I mean, you, you are on the P2P's very successful. You have, of course, direct marketing, and you're a coach. You do demos. You organize some incredible retreats, what, like Gravy for the Brain um, and webinars. Plus, you're speaking at conferences. How do you manage all this? Please tell us. Well, uh, like I said, sleep is for the dead. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think my... Uh, uh, my claim to shame as well as my claim to fame is the fact that even at this point in my career, um, I still work like my, my rear end is on fire and, uh, uh, my average week is 70 or 80 hours. Um, I just don't know how to, I don't have an off button. Uh, and you know, I think that, um, it's just, uh, the drive to continue to, to find new levels and to continue to grow and, uh, to, you know, now that I've got a, a little monkey running around the house who's four years old to, to just provide for him and make sure that he has the best life possible. So, um, you know, while trying to take as much time to be a dad as I can, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm still in, even at this point, I'm still in growth phase. And I think the moment that you stop that, the moment that you feel comfortable, the moment that you think you've made it, um, those are the people that I get panicked phone calls from asking what happened to my income. And I never want to be in that position. That's get worthy. Wow. Well said. Yeah, that's the kind of the mindset that I'm talking about, too. Yeah, it's like if you always consider yourself uh, nowhere near the top, you know, you know you're not at the bottom, obviously. You know, you, you're comfortably in the middle. You feel good about yourself, but you don't want to feel like that you've reached everything you can reach. And uh, that, that segues perfectly into uh, knowing your value, knowing your worth. That's kind of what we're talking about today. And nobody more perfect to talk about this with than JMC. Uh, knowing your worth and voiceover, uh, J. Michael Collins, how can voice actors, we as voice actors, uh, do that better? Well, I, I think the important thing is to understand that um, we are more unique than than people give us credit for. There's this myth out there that the industry is oversaturated with competition, and it's a myth. The fact of the matter is, and now, don't get me wrong, there are genres, you know, especially, again, I go back to genres a little more tied to the, the Hollywood world, the L.A. world of animation, promo, trailer, um, you know, TV narration, documentary, to some degree, video game, where you do have a situation where there probably is more quality talent than there is work. But the flip side to that are genres like commercial, where it's more of an even balance. And then as you start getting into non-broadcast narration, the balance flips in favor of the talent. Um, we're, we're more valuable than I think a lot of us give ourselves credit for in that we are 
rarer, at least those of us who can do this well, are rarer than we realize mm-hmm. we are. I, I, I always throw out, and you know, these are anecdotal, so don't don't fake news fact check me here. But these are these are <laughs> these are kind of ane- anecdotal numbers. But but I I always throw out there that there are probably two hundred thousand people in North America calling themselves professional voice actors. But out of those, it's five or ten thousand who book on a frequent basis. And out of those five or ten thousand, it's a thousand that are booking the vast majority of the work. If you're in that group, you're you may not be getting rich, but you're not going hungry. Um, so the mythology, right. you know, there just aren't that there just aren't that many people who can do this job well, truly well. And if you're one of them, you you will be able to put food on the table as long as you have the business side of things down. Absolutely. Uh, so can I, I'm going to ask you a question, and you don't have to answer this, and we can always edit it out. Boxers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where? One time, and I was experimenting. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see the future of auditions going? Where will we be in five or ten years with the onslaught of pay-to-plays? And, I mean, William Morris just left their voiceover um Uh, side of things. So where where do you see it? Do you see it becoming more pay-to-play overall? No, not necessarily. I I, I think, and first of all, the William Morris thing, nobody should make too much of a big deal of that because they had a lot of ventures that they're involved in and there's quite a lot of debt and other things going on there that, um, you know, has a lot less to do with voiceover than than the way that they've structured that company over the years. Um, So that that shouldn't be a source of panic for anybody. Uh, But, you you know what? What I think is, in the short term, it's going to continue to be the wild west, and uh, in chaos, there's always opportunity. Um, I will never project ten years out, but if we look five years out, I think uh, what we're going to see as a dominant trait and and trend is the continuation of what I've referred to over the past couple of years as the curator revolution, which is younger, um, more progressive buyers, 25 to 35 casting people who are um, disinclined to go back to the brick and mortar world. They don't really want to go through agents and casting directors in the classic world of VO. By the way, I love my agents and my casting director friends and all of those people, (laughs) and they have a great role to continue to play in this industry. But some of the younger generation, they they don't want to go through the red tape. And that's why why you had the pay-to-plays pop up in the first place. But now Mm -hmm. what's happening with this younger generation is they've grown up in the era of Uber and Lyft and the gig economy, and they've probably worked for some of these companies. And I don't know how far I can go with blue language, but probably been, um, let's just say, pooped on by some of these companies over the years uh, as they've worked for them. And they know what they are. And then they look at the pay-to-plays and they see Uber and Lyft for voiceover. And they say, that's not how we want to cast either. So what they're doing is they are going online. They are doing very targeted search for individual talent. And they're coming up and curating their own roster of 5, 10, 15 talent that they either hire directly from or that they send auditions to and completely bypassing the middleman. And I think that that is, COVID is accelerating this process. Um, Prior to COVID, there was already a trend where even very large corporations were starting to cut out ad agencies and production companies and start doing all their creative stuff in-house. That's going to continue. That's That's not only about saving money. Part of that is they just feel like their people know what they're doing and their product better and that they can explain it better and that if they learn how to be creatives or if they hire creatives internally that they can come up with better better advertising. Um, 
I think it's going to be more direct hire. And I think that, you know, the pay-to-plays are going to continue to be out there. They're going to continue to play a part in the industry. They're not going to go away because uh, that is on-demand VO. And that is, uh, you know, what what many people have, many buyers have been trained to expect uh, over the past decade or so. I don't think the agents and the casting directors are going to go away either. I think they're going to refine how they target leads. I think they're the, the ones who hustle and the ones who, uh, you know, go out and they, Lisa Risto with Impressive Talent in Washington is a good example. I mean, taking an agency from zero to, and now everybody wants to be on her roster within two years because she goes and she works like a dog and she tries to bring in as many jobs as she can uh, and finds things that, no, I mean, I I got this, I got a Hellsberg national campaign from her that I did not see from any one of my many other agents. I don't know where she got it from, but she went and found it on her own. Uh, You know, so agents like that, agents who are hustling and working hard and not just relying on breakdowns services, they're going to do fine. Um, some of them may, may go the way of the dodo, but I think it's just going to be more and more of the Wild West, and I think it's going to be more about your own marketing, your own website, um, your own visibility, and the, the ability to attract buyers directly and, um, and to kind of tap into this younger generation who just is anathema to the concept of the middleman. Yeah, and it's, it's up to us, yeah, to get on those lists and such. Yeah. Voice actors certainly going to be gleaning some uh, good advice uh, from the podcast, listening to J. Michael Collins talk. I got some good nuggets from uh, JMC while in Normandy at the Euro retreat a couple of years ago. You got some foie gras, too. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> And there was uh, some nasty cheese. Woo! Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we could have a whole different podcast about that whole experience, which was fantastic. <laughs> but I... Just chatting with JMC, you know, away from the uh, the sessions and the coaching uh, with JMC in, in Europe, it was amazing. I got some really good nuggets of financial advice from J. Michael. J. Michael, though, what uh, is maybe one of the most significant pieces of advice that you've gotten to further your VO career financially? Live below your means. Oh. Um, you know, and I, and I think that that's the, you know, it's funny because a lot of people uh, over the years back before the apocalypse, uh, you know, <laughs> would, would see us post, uh, you know, all our fancy meals and, and first class flights and the nice hotels we stay at and stuff like that. But what people don't realize is that we're, we're actually living below our means. Um, and, the, you know, I think that um, that's a, a just a fundamental thing that any business person, but certainly any VO business person should take to heart. Um, live like you earn half of what you do and you'll never worry about money. Uh, and that's, that's just the philosophy I've had since day one. I pay bills the moment they show up, you know, in my inbox or on my doorstep. Uh, I don't wait for 29 days, um, you know, and I, I know that's a kind of privileged thing to say, but uh, but that's how I operated when I wasn't in the position that I'm in now as well. Um, live like you're making half of what you do and uh, and you'll never have a worry in your life. Just a great business strategy. That's that's smart. So pre-COVID, we would see you on a plane like every other day. <laughs> My wings are getting a little flabby at this point. <laughs> so what is the strangest place you've ever recorded a session or a spot uh, impromptu? Impromptu? Um, oh, that's that's a good question. Uh I mean, I think we've all got the stories of having done one in a car here or there. I, the strangest place mm-hmm. I've ever recorded a session was Cairo, Egypt. Um, and uh, that was a very, very weird job where um, the uh, Marriott company flew me to Cairo to do t- telephony 
for one property in Cairo. It was an absolutely bizarre request that came in through an agent that I was kind of like, are they serious? And yeah, they were serious. And um, it's actually a really funny story, and I don't know if I have time to tell the whole thing here, but let's just say it involved um, them using a VIP service at the airport that only cost $100. uh, That involved um, (laughs) me being met at at the tarmac. This was right after the first revolution over there. Met at the tarmac by a BMW, driven to a private terminal where the first thing the guy says is, you know, before revolution, before revolution, this terminal, only Mubarak, only Mubarak. It was Hosni Mubarak's <laughs> private private terminal, okay? And now oh, for 100 wow. bucks, you, you could get access to it. They gave you champagne. They took care of all the immigration facilities and everything else. So then my driver comes from the hotel to pick me up, and they're waiting outside of this terminal, and behind them is an Egyptian military jeep with a, gun, <laughs> with a gunner on it and lights flashing. And I'm like, well, okay, what's going on? They said, oh, military escort, military escort, part of service, part of service. And I I, oh my uh, God. So that that was that was my weirdest VO experience. Uh, yeah, but uh, but but not impromptu. But nevertheless, I think that maybe that qualifies. <laughs> you might have yeah. topped my uh, my nursing uh, mama nursing pod in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one too. <laughs> it was, but I had to wow. do it in the dark. I had to do it in the dark because if you turned on the light, the the uh, ventilation came on. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, Jay Michael, we had talked about, um, you know, and, and if you have time, I, I'd love to hear uh, a nightmare session story. It's uh, something we talk about on the podcast here often where, you know, a session could not have gone any worse or there was something really embarrassing or they asked for 72 takes and still didn't like it. Or do you have a, a good nightmare session story? Nightmare Sessions. My favorite one, a couple of years ago, I won't say the brand, um, but I was actually speaking at WovoCon that weekend, uh, and so I was in Vegas, and so I had to use one of the studios in Vegas, and I had an, uh, an engineer there, um, and I go in, and it's for some national commercial, pretty big brand, um, to a couple different spots, uh, and uh, I get into the studio, and they've, I've got the headphones on. They've got the ISDN or source connector, whatever it was connected. And um, the director comes on the line and he says, okay, so uh, what we're thinking is um, Don LaFontaine, but conversational. Oh, no. And 20. I hate that C word. 28. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know how that goes, Don LaFontaine. But, you know, in a world of whatever, you know, uh, I'm not sure exactly how that works. But um, 28 takes later, apparently what Don LaFontaine conversational sounded like was Dennis Leary. And that's where we wound up. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh. Uh, you start out with JMC, wanting him to do uh, Don LaFontaine, and just, uh, you wanted Dennis Leary all along. No, that's what you so. wanted. That's Don, <laughs> apparently, that's what he thought Don LaFontaine sounded like if Don LaFontaine were being conversational. Oh, that's great, man. Well, well we're going to let you go here, J. Michael. Um, thanks for coming on today. What, what have you got coming up? We know you've got uh, Euro VO Retreat. Is that still on as scheduled? No, it is not. Uh, it wasn't uh, uh, a good choice, I think, for anybody to go forward with that in October with the uncertainty that's out there. So we'll be doing two in 2021. Uh, and uh, stay tuned for details when there's a vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Okay, absolutely. And, uh, Jay Michael, how can uh, casting directors and agents uh, reach out to you for a possible booking? Uh, Jay Michael at jmcvoiceover.com. You can hear a sample of my work at jmcvoiceover.com uh, and get in touch. And I'm, I'm always happy to do the talking for the dollars. 
There you go. And uh, do you have any events scheduled that are, are not going to be uh, halted because of COVID? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually proud to be a, a large part of the One Voice Conference USA, which is coming up in August virtually uh, on the heels of a very successful debut of the One Voice Conference London uh, UK virtual version uh, just a few months ago. We decided that uh, the US market could use something similar and um, go to uh, onevoiceconference.com and you will find that uh, I believe we have the freshest and um, in many ways most interesting lineup and and one of the most diverse lineups uh, you've ever seen of people who aren't just always on the circuit. We've got some of our favorite people that are that are show up at a lot of conferences because they're amazing, like Dave Walsh and Jeff Howell. But uh, you're going to see a lot of folks that you that are, are big time players, big time voice actors, big time agents, big time casting people uh, who you don't see at every event and who just don't get out into into the speaking circuit all that often. And we made a, a, a real conscious effort to go out and try and get some real fresh people for this one. Uh, we think we did a good job. And our keynotes are uh, the absolutely incredible Tara Strong wow. uh, and Coast to Coast's head agent, uh, Portia Scott. So uh, we think we've got one, one heck of a lineup. And basically, you get four conferences for the price of one because uh, you're uh, – and it's only, I think, like $189. And it gives you – that whole live weekend, plus access to the UK conference, plus access to the other two One Voice conference archives that are in our library. So, uh, wow, that's very affordable. Yeah, awesome. Come check us out. Hey, give Anna and little Tom hugs for us, okay? I will, and best to you and yours. And great to talk to you again after after a while. And again, and congratulations on being the uh, winner of the Voice Arts Award for Outstanding Podcast last year. Quite impressive. Ooh, ooh, you too. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> much appreciated. Thank you so much for your time, J. Michael. And uh, best of luck and uh, break a jaw. My pleasure. Have a <laughs> have a great day, guys. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. All right. We'll see you, bud. So great to have Jay Michael on, uh, one of the leaders in our business, and uh, we can certainly learn a lot from him. He has uh, seen his share of uh, industry challenges, uh, industry successes, and he is a great source of advice and knowledge. I still think he's a machine. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But I like you said, or like he said... <laughs> I know. He's like, you know, he's you you know he's going 70 hour 80 hours a week. Yeah. So um but yeah. Uh uh you know, I'm working hard, but I don't know if I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I love my sleep too much. Oh, that's <clears throat> Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, uh Bobby, I'll let you uh get going here and uh another great episode and uh hey, everybody out there, thanks for joining us on the Middle Class VO podcast. Talk to you next time. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's Hair and Makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's Wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.